welcome to another episode of The Insatiable Appetite. My name is Elizabeth Aparicio. I'm here today with Abby Cullinan, and we are two members of the HRS, uh, Hartman Retainer Services team here at the Hartman Group. And we wanted to take a little bit of time today to just speak a little bit about this kind of online versus brick and mortar idea when you think about uh, shopping different channels. And um, first off, that's a really false dichotomy. Um, so what are we talking about here and, and Abby and why, are, why is it still important to think about these two kind of ideas? Yeah, it's a dichotomy that doesn't really fully capture what's going on today. Um, there's lots of examples of how online and brick and mortar are more intertwined and integrated. And um, we've talked about some of those recently, some conversations around ghost kitchens, dark stores. These are things that we hear a lot about in the news. Um, but right, they, even Cl Click and Collect is a yeah. whole podcast uh, where um, we have some colleagues talk about that sort of as an in-between space. Yeah, yeah. And so we see that um, the reason we still have these conversations is because that is a spectrum, really, and, and that these are two ends of a spectrum that operate differently um, and that consumers use quite differently. So it's helpful to think about them as two ends of the spectrum, but also um, we can think about them as different kinds of trips instead of necessarily completely separate channels. Right, so um, definitely. So online, whether it's ordered online and delivered to your home or some kind of online order or an in-person pickup, um, drive up kind of system, like um, I mentioned the click and collect, Online is still a really different interface mm -hmm. that consumers are using and, and really using differently. So online is, is really changing how people shop um, when they're going after a for certain sure. kind of trip. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it's more flexible, more customizable, um, and this is uh, changing ultimately how people think about convenience um, and what they expect even when they're shopping in stores, right? Right, right. I mean, we know that convenience needs aren't new. Um, they have always been there, but that today there's a really different way of fulfilling those when you're shopping online. Um, and previously, there wasn't one option that's so completely uh, delivered on those needs. Um, and what we're seeing online is that people are really bringing their transactional shopping trips there. Um, those are those trips when convenience is the biggest concern. You really want to get in and get out. Um, you're not necessarily there to browse, explore. Um, so when we see brick and mortar wanting to go after that kind of trip, and whether that means it's a transactional trip where somebody is going to be shopping in person, or if it's closer to an online offering of theirs, um, right. we think that it's really important to keep in mind those expectations that have been set by online platforms in terms of convenience, uh, speed, flexibility, as you yeah. mentioned, um, and a different kind of engagement. Definitely. Um, and speaking of engagement, that really uh, brings to mind the emotional or experiential shopping trip. Uh, and so we have, if we think about brick and mortar versus online as the spectrum, um, similarly, we talk about we can talk about uh, shopping occasions as on a similar spectrum where mm -hmm. online is transactional. And brick and mortar is really owning a different kind of trip that's more uh, emotional and really uh, experiential. And so that's mm -hmm. where we recommend brick and mortar, um, or where we're, we, uh, where we're seeing brick and mortar really shining right now. Yeah. What do you say? Yeah, for sure. The 
um, spectrum of online to brick and mortar has become a very competitive marketplace. Um, and there are these lines between channels that are blurring and at the same time, consumers are really moving quite easily between them. So um, we talk to consumers about their shopping rituals and how many different stores and channels mm. they're visiting. Um, yeah. And really, they are being savvy about when they shop in online and when they shop in person, driven by these motivations around the kind of trip that they want. Yeah, definitely. And so when... The kind of trip I think that, that brick and mortar really wins on is where those higher stake, higher stake uh, shopping trips. So consumers mm-hmm. will talk about wanting when they're looking for fresh produce or fresh meat or something that's really high stakes and they really feel like they need to engage with the product physically. Um, that's where they go to the in-person brick and mortar um, shop and and not even necessarily the click and collect, although that's maybe coming coming to terms um, in that in that space where you have room for for instructions um, to help guide whoever is selecting your produce. But really, at the end of the day, consumers want to pick out their the the steak that they're cooking that night or the apples. They want to make sure that they're the apples or the bananas have the right level of ripeness for their family and for their needs. Um, but we also see that um, that different kinds of engagements uh, in this store matter too. So when consumers shop in person in the future, uh, what do you what do you think they're going to look for in that experiential trip? Well, it's really about inspiring the consumer, and and that's something that stores have been aiming to do for a long time. Um, but we see that experiential trip in the future as making it really fun and interesting to shop, um, mm-hmm. leveraging the expertise that you may have on hand. So it may actually yeah. be um, a highly human interaction in some situations, which is um, pretty different from the kind of experience you'd have going in and out of uh, a store without cashiers, which we've mm-hmm. seen emerging too. Mm-hmm. Um, and and really all these just touch points of um, taste and um, speaking with people and and really bringing that experience to life for someone on their trip where they can um, come up with ideas or just feel generally inspired around how they want to eat. Yeah, definitely. And the cashier list example um, is interesting because it, it brings to mind that uh, yeah, we're talking about experiential trips, but uh, we're not we're not saying that brick and mortar can't win on that transactional trip. And I think that cashier uh store is a really interesting example where brick and mortar can win on transactional if they're thinking about things like flexibility and engagement and different kind of engagements in stores. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times, uh, online can feel um, while it's really personalized um, when you're doing exclusively food shopping on the internet and then it's getting delivered in your home and, and a kind of more I guess pure if you want to call it that online shop um, it can feel kind of anonymous uh, and that's so something that um, something like a store affiliated grocery delivery service might be more trustworthy than like a ex- ex- um, exclusively online shop but are there ways that that online shop can maybe feel a little bit more trustworthy? Well, I think you pointed to something right there. There's the possibility of extending your credentials from brick and mortar settings into 
online platforms. And so we see that with brick and mortar doing that for their online offerings. Um, but we've also seen products launch uh, mm. online that borrowed brick and mortar credentials or, or borrowed culinary credentials from mm. um, real experiences. <laughs> and uh, an example that comes to mind is um, a few years ago, the launch of Psalm Sauce, which was a collaboration between Kraft Heinz and Momofuku, and oh, it right. really um, relied on the credibility from Momofuku and all of the um, culinary experiences that that brand stands for. So mm-hmm. it's also important to think about, you know, with these spectrums that they're quite dynamic um, and that there's room to play within them if you know what barriers you want to help customers get through in order to be interested in your product or going to your store. Yeah, yeah. And it's definitely thinking about uh, the kind of trip that they're going on um, for that particular occasion or those particular need states uh, that are that can be different as we as uh, kind of consumers play along that spectrum. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a really exciting world when we get into conversations around the ways that people source food today. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to be doing an entire study on that in 2020. So yeah. we're looking forward to ramping up for that um, in Q3 of next year. And that's going to be a really great piece that weaves together both things like shopping in the store and um, other kinds of uh, meal deliveries and ways that people source their food. So that should be a pretty comprehensive look at what's going on. Yeah, definitely. And, and looking, kind of diving into omni-channel and understanding what that means and how, and how consumers play around uh, in, in that space. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to that study, the, the food sourcing study. Um, that's a really great note to end it on. Uh, so that's all the time we have today. Uh, I look... I um, am really looking forward to diving into this topic next year. But for now, thanks for listening and thanks, Abby, for joining me.